Tonight on the Big Footy Blues podcast, we discuss the Hawthorne loss. We conduct our mid-season review. Justin Battler is AWOL and Doc is out of the country for the final stages of his transgender surgery. All this and more coming right up. Yes, it's uh, the Big Footy Blues podcast here, episode 12, and uh, with me, as always, is my compatriot, the old Dark Navies, and nobody else. Good evening, Odin. How are you doing? Hey, Wookie. How's it going, mate? Uh, I, I wonder what happens, what's happened to Justin Battler. Um, has anybody phoned the hospitals? Or, uh, <laughs> or Look, I know when I lose things, I always check between the couch cushions, so... Uh, it's a mystery, mate. Someone put an APB out for that guy. Doc is uh, obviously probably not getting transgender surgery, but he would tell me to make up a good excuse. And, and that uh, is a good it, excuse. It was either that or he was in Paris accepting the Legion of Honour. Um, but uh, obviously that's probably not the case either, especially if they've ever heard any of his work on the podcast. No, Doc has no honour. That's, that's, that's absolutely... <laughs> but it's just you and me tonight, Doc, uh, Odian. Just you and me, mate. And uh, hopefully we'll get some uh, good Carlton people on eventually, and uh, that that'll be good. Because, We're going to uh, have to start using bribes, I think. <laughs> come on, come on, people! You, have you heard us? Have you actually heard us? Uh, it's us. not that hard. Anyway, uh, ODN, your highlights from the weekend, mate. What what, what struck you as, as good? Um. Chris Judd in his 250th game. Yep. He was he was back to the Juddy of old. He really, really looked determined. Um, and um, he was dragging us along for a fair portion of that game. Um, he, he was he was back to his best as far as uh, contested possessions, clearances. He was tackling, so the defensive side of his game was good. He kicked a goal. And, um, yeah, he's just, uh, it was one of his uh, was one of his better games for the year, if, uh, if not his best, I'd, I'd suggest. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. And uh, the voting seems to have gone similar in that uh, in that direction as well. For me, my highlight was, of course, uh, Sean Hansen's return to form in the VFL. No one should be surprised by this. <laughs> um, I spent most of last night watching uh, watching the VFL uh, match from the weekend and pulling the highlights out and stuff like that. He, just, he had a great game, kicked two goals, kicked one very good goal near the very end of the game, off uh, pretty much picking the uh, ball off at his feet, and uh, soccering the ball, th- well, not soccering, but dribbling the ball through, uh, uh, like, more like something Jeff Garlett would do than than a Ruckman, and he was quite pleased with that after the game. He, he was. He, uh, he, he also gave some romance advice, didn't he? That, that was possibly I mean... the stupidest question I've ever seen <laughs> asked to a player after a game, and that's why Phil Cleary is on the ABC and probably not on uh, Channel 7. That, and he was a ordinary VFL player, but a, a reasonable good uh, VFL coach at Coburg. Um, it, in terms of AFL play, I think Gibbs was outstanding for me. Um, he, he played one of his better games for the year. Uh, it was a good return to form, and pretty much about time, to be honest. So, 
Yeah, look, um, just seeing him in the in the clearances, and he and he does it. He, he he does a lot of great work in the fourth quarter when we're starting to wilt a little bit, and we've done that a lot in the fourth quarters this year. Um, Gibbs is uh, is is really in there, reefing the ball out of traffic. Um, you know, um, he's um, uh, he's more he's got that inside bow, uh, inside part of his game going this year, and um, and uh, he's probably the one that. Um, Sticks it at the longest as far as um, the contested ball and close in the in the last quarter. So I'm really impressed with that. But uh, you know, all people can talk about is he, he had one incident earlier in the game where he um, tried to be a little bit pretty with the ball and uh, and take it and you know before contact was made and uh, he, he's missed the ball and again that gets held up as a beacon of uh, what Gibbs is all about and shirking contests and stuff like that. And it's pretty, it's pretty unfair. It's, it's, it's one, it's one incident in a game where he was plenty tough. Yeah. Uh, I think he's probably unfairly maligned at times. Um, mm. For me as well, I think uh, the, the actual post-match uh, with uh, Matthew Richardson and, and Michael Malthouse was freaking hilarious <laughs> just for, uh, Malt, uh, for Malthouse's comments and Richo's just facial expressions, which were highlighted on game day as well. But that, that was just, ooh, I shouldn't have asked that. <laughs> Damn it, I woke the bear, you know. It, it, it's funny. I mean, we, we, we're funny cattle football supporters, you know, when Mick's doing that sort of stuff when he's at Collingwood, you're thinking, oh, what an arrogant so-and-so, you know. But uh, doing it as coach of Carlton, we've... Um, We've had some placid coaches in recent times, and you know, Ratton was fairly placid after the games, and he wanted to be analytical, and uh, he 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 didn't. He he held his tongue. He was very diplomatic. Um, Pagan wasn't really, you know, a bear with a sore head. So it's quite interesting seeing uh, having somebody that's sticking up for his troops um, in no uncertain terms. So. Uh, I don't know whether we want him doing it all the time, and it might be a little bit of a cringe factor, but I was pretty amused myself, I had to say. Yeah, well, still no sign of uh, the other guys yet, so uh, we're going to push on. Judd's been superb, and Carlton go down swinging for the second week in a row. Cruisers kick out wide, and the Hawks are seconds away from doing something they haven't done under Alistair Clarkson. Haven't done in 38 years in a season. You've got to go back to 1975 since they've won 10 in a row in the one season. And they've done it now. And yes, unfortunately, we had a bit of a loss on uh, Friday night against the Hawks. Um, and sadly, uh, it was our one of many games this season that we've lost by under three goals. It is apparently the first time since the 70s that this has happened. Um, yeah. So we're even worse than North Melbourne in that regard at the moment. But uh, on Friday night, Carlton lost uh, to Hawthorne, 15-12-102 to 13-9-87. Uh, the Blues goal kickers were bets with three, Wait to Casbolt, Robinson, Tui, Gibbs, Cruiser, Judd Rowe and Armfield with one each. Uh, for Carlton, the best were Gibbs, McLean, Judd, Simpson, Cruiser, Wait, Robinson and Tui. Um, just looking at that, there, if there's one encouraging sign, it's the number of goal kickers we had compared to the week before. Mm. Um, yeah. There's like 10 individual goal kickers there. And yeah. uh, that's much better than relying on weight to kick seven and no one else even getting near the footy in the forward line. But, uh, and unfortunately, uh, Mark Murphy copped a bit of an injury. 
for which uh, Luke Hodge evidently got off. Um, uh, the match review panel deciding that that was uh, within you know a reasonable attempt at the footy. Yeah. Um, Hodge apparently very incensed at suggestions he targeted him, um, having a go at Dave Hughes on Nova on Monday morning. Cool, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think he forgets that Dave Hughes is a comedian whose responsibility is, well, not just Carlton, but to uh, kind of have a bit of a laugh at things, and he may have may have taken Hughes slightly more seriously than Hughes intended. Um, but that's the nature of people when they're in a sensitive position, I suppose. Um, also, Mitchell got off on his rough conduct charge against Henderson. Um, but, um, and, and that's probably fair enough. There wasn't much in that. That was Hodge again, wasn't it? Um, sorry. Yeah. 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 No, he got the, he got the, um, one week reduced down to points, challenged it and got off on that. So, yeah, it's, um, I mean, uh, I, I don't find them the, the Murphy one. I, I wasn't too concerned about if that was a if that was a reverse situation. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to see Murphy get weeks for it. Um, you know we can sort of go a little bit too far, but certainly the consistency uh, of the MRP um, it, it is is lacking. So while I don't want to see certain incidents rubbed out, you'd still want to see the the um, the consistency. So I, I don't know what to think about that. I guess um, you know we'll, we'll we'll move on. It's not going to affect us too much now. Damage is done to Murphy, and uh, and uh, again, second year in a row where we 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 lose him for weeks. Well, hopefully he's not going to be out too long. I mean, we've got the buy this week, and uh, Carlton website saying that he'll be back uh, in time for the or hopefully be back in time for the Collingwood game. But the time frame they've given says he'll be back for the Sydney game. Um, anyone who follows the any anyone who follows uh, Carlton no sorry the St Kilda game not the Sydney game but anyone who follows the Carlton injury list knows that you know you generally add two or three weeks to whatever they tell you so he'll be back in time for the finals if we make them yeah um, yeah. In, yeah in terms of the match I thought we played pretty well I thought our endeavour was good I mean we didn't get whitewashed by Hawthorne, which is traditionally, you know, one of the options. We either come off, um, I think we discussed this in the podcast last week, it's generally either a close game or a flogging, and we were due for the flogging this year. <laughs> but um, we ended up with a close game, which is obviously better, um, if frustrating. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, I, I think... Um... Hawthorne looked very dangerous early, and once we sort of got into our groove, I think we uh, we were, I think we were dominating in general play. No, I wouldn't say dominating, but we were on top in general play, and we're doing well in all the in all the um, the areas that matter. But um, you know, um, and I think well, by the way, we did a great job in shutting down their their, their real ball players. Um, Kasia um, did a great job on Mitchell. Um, and, and, and not for the first time, he's he's shut down a key ball player as well. Why, no, why he's he's um, oh what what a what a difference you know what what a what an amazing story that guy is you know to to, to be a delisted de rookie go away work out his problems come back again and uh, I seem to remember that he was um, oh was he was he something like an under sixteen level level he was uh, all Australian captain or something like that um, and um, he was he was set. At that at that age to be a very early draft pick, but he got injured, 
uh, his form dropped away and he ended up only making it, getting put onto a rookie list. So the pedigree from a young age was there, and maybe we're starting to see it now. Yeah, no, I think he's playing playing a spectacular role for someone who was dropped and came back. Um, just his his job on Watson a few weeks ago was very good. His job on Mitchell last night. These aren't your run of the mill everyday you know midfielders either. These are the the league's elite midfielders, and they're the elite they've been for a while. So for this for this guy, this upstart to come out and dominate these guys is is pretty good. Um, for for a guy that you know has played less than. 10 games of AFL footy. Oh, yeah, I agree entirely. Well, just, he's, a spectac- he's probably our, fi- well, he is our find of the year, I think, and it makes you wonder where uh, Andrew Carazzo will play when he comes back, because, you know, traditionally the tagging roles have fallen to Andy, yep. and uh, I'm not sure we need two of them in the same side. Well, Carazzo is also, um, he's an accumulator as well, so... Uh, and and, he, and he's pretty smart and knows to right, run to the right places. And, and you can't help but think that we could have maybe done with um, that, that one more experienced head out there last week um, because oh, we sort of... I think, yeah. I think um, it, does, it puts an end to Aaron Joseph's career at Carlton um, because he would normally be the go-to tagging guy. Yeah. Um, in, in the absence of, uh, of, of Carazzo or, uh, you know... Kashia before us. I've got to be careful I don't say Kashia because, you know, yeah. um, evidently that gets me into all sorts of trouble on the boards. That's but, the um, French uh, version. Looking yeah. at you, Aphrodite. That's right. <laughs> yeah. who's, com- who's coming on next week, isn't she? <laughs> uh, apparently. Um, but, I, yeah, it, it encourages me that we don't have to go back to the same old players. And we've talked about this a little bit before on other podcasts, but we're not going back to that you know, the old Aaron Joseph and Marcus Davies well that we've always gone back to in the past. You know, we need a tall, we go back to Marcus Davies. We need a short, we go back to Aaron Joseph. Casey changes that a little bit. And uh, we, we don't, we're not relying on Aaron Joseph to uh, take those tagging roles. And I don't think we'll have to in the future. Um, Tui as well down back is, 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 is had another good game. I should say, um, and, and he's coming along in leaps and bounds and also negates that need to go back to, uh, unfortunately, Aaron Joseph. So I'm saying yeah. Aaron Joseph more than Doc did last week. What's going on there? <laughs> well, no, look, very true. And, and you know, others like, um, even though even though they're team favourites and they're board favourites, uh, um, players like Allard, um, you know, they're also probably getting themselves into that very dangerous territory with um, Kerno doing so well um, as far as, you know, running out matches and, and the tagging jobs that he does as well. Um, and um, and the likes of uh, of Graham coming through, uh, made a comeback from injury in the VFL on the weekend and uh, impress everybody. Um, everybody's looking forward to him getting a go. So... Yeah, there will be some changes, and uh, Mick said that he'll have a look at everybody, and he has had a look at them, and he's played a fair few players this year, and um, you know, the, there's some that are languishing, if you like, in the VFL, and I don't see them coming back in this year. I think, I think time. I think there's really two positions that are still, well, maybe three positions that are still left up for grabs in terms of team balance, and that is uh, the key forward position is still up in the air a little bit. I mean, Casbolt is doing a really good job as a backup Ruckman, but he's not doing anything inside 50 for us at all. Um, he, he kicks a goal a game, which is okay, but he's not he's not taking any marks inside 50. 
He's not a presence inside the forward line, whether that's by design or whether that's just how it's panning out. Um, we still lack a key forward presence. Um, I think the question of whether Bootsma or White or Laidler or Diagon plays down back is still open for debate. Um, and that's shown by Bootsma coming back but being pretty much uh, overwhelmed on uh, Friday night. I think that's yeah. still open for debate. Yeah, McInnes. And McKin- uh, I, I was surprised White was dropped for the game. To be honest, he had a good game in the. He had a good game for the Blues on the weekend, uh, the Northern yeah. Blues. Um, yeah. uh, Bootsma was pretty much swamped by uh, a much bigger player, and I thought that was always going to happen. I was surprised when uh, when he was selected. To be honest. Look, I, I, I really feel that, I mean, Bootsman might be one for the future and a lot of people see a lot of things in him, but I don't think he's physically ready. Um, you know, he's got a good reach and a good spoil and he's a willing kid and he seems a, you know, seems a bit of a goer. But uh, just for the moment, and I, I'm, I'm just surprised at how well McInnes has come back from his, um, from yeah. his knee injury. And he, we, we saw last year, I mean, he was one out of the box. He got, he got selected on, you know, some okay VFL form. He wasn't smashing the door down, but once he got in, he was a revelation and, um, um, he can go forward or back. And, um, and, you know, he's, he's got a little bit of, um, he's got a little bit of confidence in his game too. And, uh, I, I see him as, I see him taking that role. Um, I see him. I see him head and shoulders above anybody else for that role. I was just saying, McInnes adds to that mix as well because he, he is very good in defence. He was very good last year. Um, he can he can be a swingman if necessary. Yeah. Um, and he played a, again. He played a good game in his comeback on the weekend. So he's um, he's yeah. McInnes adds to that, and I think White. White's been around for a while and he's got to be worried about his position at the end of the year, but I guess we'll be talking about that uh, in our mid-season review after the news. Um, and the, yeah. the, the third the third position, I think, that's still left is uh, Kane Lucas's. Um, I don't mm. think he's any certainty based on his current form. He does tend to slip over a bit. He does tend to panic every now and then. Um, and I don't think his form, per se, in recent weeks warrants his guaranteed inclusion in the side uh, yep. on, a, on a week-to-week basis. And I think there are people coming through, guys like Menzel, uh, yep. guys like Ellard who are returning from injury, who all take that similar role and that similar position. Um, and, you know, and, and Nick Graham and people like that who can all fulfil that role. So it's good that there are, you know, it's good that there is pressure on those roles. Yeah. Um, Going back to that key forward role, I don't think uh, Sam Rowe set the world on fire last week. Um, and uh, so there's there's plenty of room to... There's three or four positions I think are still definitely open that we can definitely improve on. Um, just who takes those positions I think is still up for grabs and I think that'll even out in the second half of the year. But well, again, it, that second that that second forward or uh, or second or third forward and that second ruckman is um, it, it's a massive headache for us because they all lack something. But, yeah. um, so I mean, <laughs> I mean, you look at Casbolt and you go, you know, he, he he was he gets back into the defensive fifty and takes and takes marks, and that's what you like to see from your big fellas um, back there. So he's a willing worker running between those arcs. Um, but you know, I think he, what he took one contested mark inside fifty last week and kicked a goal. I think he nominated for mark of the week or something. But, um, but 
um, as, as you said, he's, he, he's not he's not monstering the defenders. The defenders are a little bit smarter than him at this stage, so he needs to work his way around the ground. So we're lacking in that one area. Um, oh. Hampson, Hampson's problems going up forward are well documented, um, and and Warnock, uh, despite the fact he was resting an injury up forward uh, in the VFL on the weekend, is is he's not a forward. He's not a defender of any note at all. Yeah, well, and it was interesting to note that he was getting coaching on, in terms of his marking at half time in the VFL match. Um, but we'll come back to that in our mid-season review shortly. It's yep. time to uh, do the news. Good evening, this is the Carlton News for Wednesday, June the 19th. I am the Wookie. Carlton will face the bye this weekend, having finished with six wins and six losses at the halfway mark of the season. With no Carlton match this weekend, Blues fans should head down to uh, Visey Park to catch the Northern Blues as they take on Williamstown uh, from 2pm on Saturday. Williamstown, of course, being the Bulldogs' VFL Alliance side. Mark Murphy is expected to miss three weeks after a cheek injury was sustained during a head-high collision with Luke Hodge. Hodge received a reprimand from the tribunal. Murphy will receive in the Round 16 clash against St Kilda, although the club hasn't ruled out him returning in Round 15 against Collingwood. Mitch Robinson has sustained a shoulder injury in a clash, and is, but is expected to be available to play in the round 14 game against Sydney. Andrew Carazzo is expected to play this weekend for the Northern Blues, while Nick Graham has made a successful return last weekend for the Northern Blues against Frankston. Bryce Gibbs has won this week's round of nominations for the Big Footy Blues Player of the Year ahead of Chris Judd and Cade Simpson. Jared Kashia has convincingly won his third nomination for Best New Blue, bringing him into equal position with early season frontrunner Kane Lucas. Jeff Garlett and Andrew Walker have been selected in the AFL Media's mid-season All-Australian side. Walker has been named at half-back, while Garlett has been named as a forward. Levi Casbolt has been nominated for the AFL's Mark of the Year. You can find the details on how to vote for this on the Carlton website. If you haven't yet got your membership sorted, you have less than two weeks for your membership to count in the 2013 tally for the Blues as Carlton try to reach the 50,000 mark. For more information, please visit www.iamcarlton.com.au. And finally, Sister Madeline Lawrence, Carlton's oldest known supporter, has died in southern New South Wales at the age of 110. This has been the Carlton News. <laughs>
it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll indeed as the Blues are finding out this season. At the halfway mark, we're 6-6 six and six with 116.9%. ODN is with me as always and uh, we're talking the mid-season review for Carlton. Um, I know uh, we've run a bit of a thread on this on the forums uh, of recent times. How have you seen the, uh, the current performance up until now, Odin? Jeez, we, we, we seem to be uh, <laughs> replicating what we did last year uh, in, a, in a lot of ways. Uh, we're, on, we're, on, we're six and six as we were at this stage last year. I think there's about three percentage points difference um, in favour of this year. Um, uh, we've, we've had a slight, um, we're about a goal to the better uh, on, in our averages this year and about a, um, a point to the better as far as our defence goes. Um, so, um, just 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 thinking about the parallels there. Um, uh, we've had Carazzo out for out for a few weeks this year, as we did last year in the first half of the season. Uh, Murphy's just gone down from another collision incident, as he did last year in the first half of the season. Um, so um, I don't know the uh, all the all the uh, the names are. Uh, everything's the same, but only the names have changed in that uh, Ratten, Ratten, Out, Malthouse, In sort of thing on the surface. But, um, yeah, um, if you, just, just, just looking at what we've, what we've done, um, we've, we've lost to all the, uh, all the top eight teams that we've played this year, uh, the five out, five out of six losses against uh, teams that are currently Sitting up in uh, about the top six at this stage, top seven, and um, we've even the teams that we've beaten, and there's nobody of note, um, you know, West Coast and Adelaide, but they're struggling this year. Apart from uh, pro- apart from probably Melbourne and GWS, our other four wins, um, all those teams have come back at us at different times in the game, so we we don't even have a lot of. Uh, we don't. We don't even have an impressive winning form when we do win. It's sort of we have impressive. We have super impressive halves and quarters, um, but we, I, you know, we really haven't strung a, a full game together yet. Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah. No. Look, I think um, I, I agree. I mean, obviously, we're six and six like we were last year. Except uh, last year we were ninth. This year we're eighth. Um, we're scoring less, um, but we're having more scored against us, um, and that's despite the fact that we're all pretty much universally of the opinion that our backline is actually behaving better, um, and, and it does seem to be. I mean, last year we had Jam- uh, Jamison played injured, Henderson was out injured for most of the year. Um, we had a kind of fluctuating back half that tended to rotate, but. For all that last year, our uh, our defence appeared to uh, hold up a lot better um, in terms of uh, in terms of actually being scored against. So last year, at the same time, we were ninth and uh, nine hundred eighty-five points against. And this year, it's uh, up over a thousand. I think it's a thousand and thirty something, a thousand thirty-six against. So we're getting scored against more. Um, and and that's that's a bit of a problem, but uh, at the same time we uh, we've kicked twelve hundred and eleven points. Same time last year uh, was eleven hundred and fourteen. So we're scoring better, 
and defending worse. It's uh, it's it's an interesting conundrum because by all accounts our our defence our defensive half is performing better, and if that's true, then our midfield is letting too many goals through and uh, getting too many goals kicked against it, which is an observation many have made in that we don't defend well enough in the midfield area. Yeah, it's a little bit of an optical illusion, really, isn't it? Because you know, I I, I swear, I mean, it looks like some of our midfielders are running both ways now than they, they never used to before. Um, you know, I, I think I noted uh, Chris Judd had about a half a dozen tackles or something on the weekend, and that's something Juddy Juddy hasn't been noted for. Um, so I'm I'm not sure. I, even looking when we've had Tom Bell or um, or Acacia uh, in there this year, um, they've been pulling off a lot of tackles as well. So um, it, it, it's 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 strange. There must be a reason why our defence is we're looking more defensive, but we're still people are still uh, teams are still scoring on us as much as they were last year. It's uh, it's uh, I can't quite put my finger on it. Um, as as far as as far as the game plan, the game plan's changed. Uh, <clears throat> well. We've had a couple of different game plans this year. Uh, we did a mix way, and now we've got a bit of a hybrid, um, you know, sort of mix way and rats way, um, playing to the strengths of, of, of the team. But the, the statistics are remarkably um, similar from year to year, despite the fact that we're going to the boundary more and uh, theoretically creating more stoppages. Um, we're, we're probably we're doing better in clearances. Um, uh, that's 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 one key area, and we're doing better. We're certainly doing a lot better. And this is this is probably our main bugbear last year in contested marks. Um, Carlton, are, Carlton are second for contested mark averages, and we have the top two contested mark players in the, in the AFL uh, at, at present. So, um, um, you know, the game plan it has brought about some changes, but uh, it's sort of the more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, uh, looking at looking at uh, obviously, if you're stagnating and you're sort of repeating you're repeating what you did last year, you're looking. You see, we we don't seem to get all our players up at the one time. Um, you know, uh, Eddie Betts has been been down this year. Uh, he's missed six six matches through suspension and injury, and uh, and he's he hasn't really been in the groove when he has been in the side. Uh, but Jeff Garlett stepped up. Uh, because you know he was down a bit last year, so we seem to just be one down, one up, one step forward, one step back kind of thing. Um, and um, and I'm sure our supporters expected us to be in a better position. Yep. Um, uh, although you know after the fact, a lot of them are saying, "Well, we knew it would be take time to actually you know implement the process, and we're all going to we're really just setting up for next year." Um, and that's just that's just supporters doing what they should do, and that's just show. You know, reset their parameters, I guess. They they, they, they expected us to, to head well into the eight. Um, we're going to be battling with West Coast and Adelaide for that eight spot by the look of it. Yep. And I don't think we're going to go much higher than that unless we start pulling up some, some upset wins, unless we start beating the Collingwoods and the Essendons and the Richmonds yep. when we play them in the so, second half of the season. And so I think we've just gone, okay, we are doing better in some of the key in- indicators but it's not reflecting on the scoreboard. Um, it's not reflecting on the ladder, and maybe this season is another one that we just have to sit back and summon some patience from somewhere. Yeah, just looking at uh, the mid-season review thread that NBA man started, um, 
I mean, we, we all did some grading on it. I'm not sure if you did, if if you ran yourself a grade. No, no, I didn't. I didn't bother going looking for ABCs and stuff like that. Um, I, I, I don't mind it. I mean, I did. Yep. Um And uh, so I, I gave a, a, our forwards a, a C grading simply because uh, there's a lack of consistency. Even though we're scoring better than we did last year, um, we do lack. Uh, consistency when shooting for goal. Uh, our, some of our set shots have been abominable, and some of the shots we've missed on the run have have been simple shots that we we should have been getting. And I and as you know, I've run compilations of these missed shots over the last couple of weeks. Yep. And uh, it, it really is uh, quite ordinary. Um, it does it, and it has cost us games. There's no doubt about that. Oh um, yeah. And, and cost, to the point where me. where guys like Betts, who have been traditionally great goal kickers for us, won't even take a shot. It's it. I mean, he did in the in the latter part of the game, but in the early part of the game, he wouldn't take a shot. He was looking to give off. They were all looking to give off. Mm. It's 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 a plague on pretty much everything. Yeah, it's contagious. For our, Absolutely. For our, for our midfield, I gave us a B. Um, simply, we're getting a lot of the ball. We're getting into the right positions this year. Um, we're getting fed well. Uh, from, from the rucks, and we're rotating a lot of new guys in there as well, which makes it even more impressive just how well they're doing. Um, Judd is is started slow, but he's he's, he's had a, lot, a great last couple of weeks. Robinson's doing okay. Um, Kasia has been a fine and a half there. Uh, Simpson started to work himself into some form. Murphy's having a good year. Um, it, it, it's a relatively top season to date, even if. Uh, they're perhaps not as defensive as as, as uh, others could say, and it's interesting because talking to uh, Messenger a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying how Hawthorne's midfield is is much more defensive this year than it was in 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 previous years, and yeah. I'm not sure if there's a link here, but Hawthorne's midfield coach this year is Brett Ratton, mm. so anyway, that's 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 a bit of a long bow to draw. <laughs> Um, just going into our backs, uh, I gave our defensive half an A. Um, Jamison has been in very good form. I mean, uh, look, Franklin kicked four goals on him for the for the year, uh, for the for the match. But I don't think Jamison can really was really beaten at all. Um, no. I, I think it's just a case of the the ball uh, was delivered in a, in a very good way that suited Franklin. Um, and even so, Jamison still did very well to uh, keep him with uh, to that four goals and beat him on a number of occasions. And there's a highlights package that reflects that. Henderson had a relatively off week with his kicking, but he still did reasonably okay um, on uh, on his. Uh, I'm not even sure who he played on, but he he. I, I just remember he was beating him. I think uh, playing Bootsma on roughhead was a bit of a. Uh, uh, a bit of a um, mismatch, yeah. though, and yeah. uh, I'm not sure Bootsmer is. And, and we talked about this earlier in the podcast, but I'm not sure that Bootsmer is uh, ready for uh, re- ready for that kind of third tall role that White was doing okay at, and that uh, McInnes is probably the key person expected to come in for. And I, I think we are. I think that's what we're all waiting for. We're waiting for McInnes to come back, and there's that sense that that position is being held. Uh, for for someone like McInnes to just come in and take hold of, and uh, indications are that he, you know 
he, he's going to come back into some fine form as he did on the with the Northern Blues on the weekend. But nevertheless, I gave the backs an A. Uh, two, he's having a good year. Can't oh, yeah, deny, great. Can't deny that. He's probably having the best year he's ever had at Carlton. Yep. Um, found his niche there off halfback. Great stuff. Um, Simpson's been helping out in defence. That's good stuff. As far as our Ruckman go, I gave them a B. Um, they're, they're excellent tap Ruckman, and they probably all are excellent tap Ruckman. The problem uh, is that they're not doing anything else, and if you have a look at uh, the big, uh, like some of the big other Ruckman guys like uh, Cox and, and uh, Mumford, and other Ruckman, they are like Vardy and, and guys like that. They're kicking goals and they're, they're, they're playing well around the ground and that's something that I think we lack. Uh, I mean, Cruiser does a good job, but he, he you know, he's, he's doing it on his own. He's pulling his own trainers. Where Casbolt, he's not, he's not offering any, anything up forward, even if he is taking marks in defence. Um, and that, it, so we, we, we're kind of playing a man down as soon as we put a second Ruckman into the side. Um, and that's that's not really good for us. In terms of the new blood, I've given our new blood a B. Um, Casio is a fine and a half. Bell is having a little bit of an off year. Um, Casbolt, as I said, taking marks, but not really impacting the scoreboard. Um, I think Bootsma is probably a year off being ready to go. White having... I thought White was having his best season at the Blues, and Menzel played a game, showed plenty in it showed plenty to tell us that he's going to be a big fine in the future. Overall, I gave the team a C for the year. We get it. We're not... Only because we're not doing enough to get... We're not We're not even doing enough to get by. We're not winning. Um, yeah. We've won half our games. We've lost the other half. We're not doing enough to get over the line on too many occasions. We're throwing away leads that we've had. We've been in winning positions in four of the six games we've lost. And uh, we've still, you know, thrown them away. So... It's a pass mark, but there's very few benefits attached to it. We need more application. We need more discipline. And that's how I've seen it. That's that's how I've written it up. Yeah, no, you, you can't you can't really argue with it. It's, it's still just despite despite you know the sort of sort of mediocre average average marks across the board, uh, which is which you would expect with a six and six. Um, there's a strange, um, there's a bit of a quiet confidence creeping in. Um, you, you get the impression that, that Malthouse does know what he's doing. He does seem to be a bit, little bit more ingrained in the club now. Uh, he doesn't feel like that Collingwood bloke as much. He does. It does feel like he speaks for us, and it does feel like he actually, you know, likes the players and enjoys working with them. Um, and uh, it does still feel. Um, that he has the players' trust, um, which obviously it felt like Bratton probably lost um, last year. Um, so it seems it seems strange because I would have thought if we were six and six at this stage of the season, it was you know uh, coming into the year, I would have thought I'd be I'd be screaming for for, for Malthouse's head, thinking you know we were lied to. Um, I mean we haven't had the progress that we expected, but. It, it it sort of does feel like we're nailing down our best 22. It feels like the players that are putting their hands up from down in the VFL are not the same old players. They're actually genuine players that will come into the side and will play a part for years. And I'm talking the likes of Menzel, uh, uh, Buckley's doing well. Um, you know, obviously Bootsma keeps coming back and, and, and now McInnes. Uh, um, we're seeing 
players we thought were vital to our team uh, back when we were winning in 2011, uh, players like Laidler, uh, just spending a lot of time on the sidelines, quite frankly, and, uh, and you know, playing a completely different role in the VFL. So things, things have changed, and, and I'm, I'm thinking that there's something being instilled in this group but I've got no <laughs> the, the results haven't provided me with the evidence to you know to, to bear that out. So it's a, it's it's a bit it's a bit weird for me. Yeah. Anyway, look, I think that's been a, a reasonably comprehensive review from our point of view. You can read more. Uh, the board has a whole thread to it on the on the Big Footy forum. If you yep. want to go there, have a look at that. I'm sure other forums have theirs too, but. Uh, we have ours on the Big Footy Blues uh, forum there. So go there, have a read of the reviews. There's lots of different opinions. Everyone has them. Some have very negative views on how we are. Some are calling it a monumental write-off that we should uh, uh, pretty much write the team off for the year and look to rebuild for next year. Others of us are a little bit more positive. Whatever of you, feel free to go and express it there on uh, in, in that particular thread. ODM, did you have any other board business you wanted to bring up? Oh, we I've just got I've just got one small bit of uh, trivia for us. Um, uh, the, the Carlton board um, is sitting at roughly uh, roughly two and a half thousand posts off its one millionth post. Um, yeah, you know, when we first started out in Big Footy, we we'll, we weren't we weren't we were probably about. Oh, we're in the second half of, the, of all the teams to actually get aboard because there was hardly any Carlton supporters around. And we start when we started off, we were we were languishing with the Sydney Swans board and the St Kilda board. Um, we built it up quite well to the point where it sort of gets a lot more traffic than, than most other boards, even even the the leading Kangaroos board, which doesn't have any other unofficial Carlton sites you know we to compete with as we do. Um, so oh, it's just a just uh, we, we, I don't know if any bells or bells will ring or any prizes will be you know somebody will be jumping out with a prize for it. But uh, one million posts is uh, is uh, nothing to sneeze at, and uh, well done to all our posters across the years. Excellent. All right, we're going to sign off for the night. Um, once again, Doc didn't turn up tonight. He uh, you know is overseas getting his uh, final bits and pieces done for his transgender operation. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, We've just been told that Justin Batley isn't here because he's... He's out lighting fires. He's, out, he's setting fire to oh. stuff, apparently, or something. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And uh, Odeon's apparently having a baby, so... <laughs> no, That's yeah. what I can hear in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, when the feeding time comes, <laughs> I've got all the apologies from the wife, but uh, <laughs> feeding time comes and uh, that, there's, there's yeah. no waiting for it. You've got to feed them when you've got to feed them, mate. I've been there, done that twice. So, yeah. mate, thanks for coming on. And uh, hopefully next week we can start getting some new people in. We really do want new people on. So if you, if you, um, if you think you can handle a basic telephone conversation, which is really all this is, Get us, uh, talk to myself or ODN, uh, chat, uh, talk to us on the forums in PM, whatever you like, and uh, we, we'd be delighted to have some new people on, because quite frankly, I can't keep talking to ODN all the time, he's just driving me up the wall. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you all on the forums. Have a good weekend. See you, see you bro.